Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past i want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my now here's your host matt dennison it's indiana what i feel is the pinnacle the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball Hello and welcome in Tuesday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Uh, We're headed down the stretch. We're 10 days away, 11 days away from the month of March. Uh, High school basketball in its final week of regular season play. And the Big Ten tournament will be here before you know it. Indiana with six regular season games left, including a tough game on Wednesday night at home against Assembly Hall, against, excuse me, at Assembly Hall against a tough Nebraska team. So Indiana struggling. Uh, Xavier Johnson potentially could be back in the next week or two, per Mike Woodson on his weekly coaches show, which airs each Monday night here on the Big X. But I'm really not sure that Xavier Johnson at this point is a difference maker for this Indiana team. We'll see. He might help. Uh, Some might argue that point as well. But uh, Xavier Johnson uh, possibly back in a week or two. We'll talk more about what Mike Woodson had to say on his Monday night coaches show coming up in just a bit. Also, we'll talk a little bit about the IU women today. I think they are kind of the hope of the next month or so that they can put together a nice run in the postseason, but they had a surprising loss last night against Illinois. And it's not just a loss that cost them a win in their win total. It's a key loss that could really hurt their chances to host uh, NCAA games at Assembly Hall, which obviously the women's tournament a little bit different. There's a big, big, big home court advantage opportunity, and IU is on the brink of potentially uh, losing that. So we'll discuss that as well. Also, a busy week of high school basketball makeup games because everything was canceled Friday for the weather that never really fully got here. And, of course, trying to squeeze in last-minute things before the regular season comes to a close and sectional action gets underway coming up next Tuesday night at most sectional across the state and locally Lanesville will play for a class 1a state championship on Saturday so lots of stuff going on right now a great time to be with us each day at 11 don't forget forget if you missed the live show you can always join us as a podcast we're available on demand all you got to do is search for the Hoosier report with Matt Dennison wherever you listen to podcast and you will find us there so glad to have you with us here on this Tuesday edition of the show Let's look at the show lineup today, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Segment one here in just a few moments are Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. It's Tuesday, so in segment two, Mike Schumann, author of the Daily Hoosier website, will join us. Mike, a great resource for all things IU athletics. We'll talk more about Xavier Johnson with Mike today. We'll talk other things Coach Woodson had to say on his coach's show last night. 
And, you know, the uniforms, the fear of God designer that uh, Indiana wore these alternates. I think Indiana and Miami were selected by Adidas to partner with this fear of God designer who I think has some sort of connection to Indiana. Uh, We'll talk more about that because that was actually a subject on Coach Woodson's show. One of the guests uh, on that program last night was from the IU Athletics Department. I know that those uniforms, in addition to a bad loss, got all sorts of negative reviews from Indiana fans, but we'll talk a little bit more about those today. I think it's interesting uh, that maybe what the players like and what the recruits like, according to the guests last night, probably aren't what a, what a lot of the fans like. And we heard a lot of feedback about those uniforms uh, after the game on Sunday, so we'll talk about that today. Uh, that's the lineup today, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Check them out for lunch today. They've got one Wonderful sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily, and they will surely satisfy any craving you have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. Thornton's text line is open. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Questions, comments, whatever you'd like to sound off on, send us a message, 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. And if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and shoot us a message at 502-414-1450. I got to tell you, uh, the amount of messages, the amount of feedback we get kind of depends on the day and what's going on, but a lot of negative messages lately about IU basketball. People are down uh, when it comes to Coach Woodson. Uh, They're down about this team, what they think they can accomplish the rest of the way. Uh, Obviously, it's a season where Indiana is not headed to the NCAA tournament. I think at this point, it would take a Big Ten conference tournament championship, uh, which seems just crazily unobtainable by this team at this point. Uh, But that is just where things are at as we head down the home stretch of the regular season. And it's really sad because we love basketball here in Indiana. The all-star game on Saturday, on Sunday, I mean, the whole weekend in Indianapolis was just an outstanding showcase of basketball in our state. The high school stuff's getting geared up. Most of the sectionals will have tremendous crowds. There should be some great games. Basketball is just special here. Uh, but uh, it's it's sad to come down this home stretch when conference games are getting really good starting to think ahead about conference tournaments and seeding and how some of the brackets are going to lay out. Of course, March Madness is around the corner and all the bracketology being done. It's it's disappointing, not just for Indiana, but for this area that's normally so good. Uh, Louisville is not in the mix. Kentucky has had all sorts of struggles. Indiana is not expected to make the tournament. Purdue, really the bright spot, and they took a big loss. I don't think that threatens their opportunity to get a one seed, but it definitely knocks some back a little bit here late in the year. They took a surprising loss to an Ohio State team on Saturday that uh, was playing without their head coach. Chris Holtman fired a little bit surprisingly earlier in the week. They had an interim coach. They rallied around him, played with a lot of intensity, and Ohio State actually hung on to knock off Purdue Sunday in a big surprise in Big Ten Conference play. So it's just a great time of year, and it's better in this area. Kentuckiana, as it's known, when all the teams are good. You know, some years Bellarmine has been 
been in the mix uh, as a Division II national championship type team. Now they're D1. Uh, they've not been eligible for the NCAA tournament, but they've been able to win conference championships. They're down a little bit this year as well. So just kind of an off basketball year, not just for Indiana but really for this area as we get to the month of March. But regardless, there'll be great basketball on TV basically all day, beginning here in a week and a half or two. And it's a good time of year, just better when we have local interest involved that are competitive and you know have a chance to, to make a run or maybe to win it. And I just don't think that's going to happen this year. I think Purdue obviously does. They're a little far out of our area. Kentucky, maybe if they could get it together, they've got this talent, I think, to do it. But it's just a down and different year in basketball here in Kentuckyana uh, as we head into the month of March. Uh, okay, let's get into some Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. Let's start with the uh, what Coach Woodson had to say last night. Here was the quote from him on Xavier Johnson from his radio show. He said, quote, we're hoping maybe in the next week or two he'll be back. We hope. Um, and he went on to say, and if that's so, that'll give us an opportunity to have him at least in the last three or four games and get ready of the Big Ten, get ready for the Big Ten tournament. So um, maybe he's back. Coach Woodson is hopeful that he will be back, but there definitely is no set timeline. It seems like a, a game or a date that Xavier Johnson is going to be back to play with this Indiana team. So we will see how it goes. But that was a big topic on his show last night. Xavier Johnson has appeared in 14 games this season, really has been hounded by a couple different injuries this year. And also, of course, last year, remember, he got a medical red shirt last year, which gave him the opportunity to come back this year. And uh, he struggled uh, in the games he's been healthy. It's not been a great season for Xavier Johnson. I think that so far the season will be kind of marred for him because of the intentional fouls and a couple technical situations where he's had a real attitude and really done some goofy things that I don't think anybody expected to see from him. A six-year player on the IU roster in college basketball, a leader, experience. Those are the things needed from Xavier Johnson. So we'll see if he comes back, but Xavier Johnson, it does seem, has the chance, Coach Woodson thinks and hopes, to come back at some point before the end of the regular season. Also, want to mention the IU women. They're ranked number 14 in the country. A lot of fans the last two, three, four, five years that Indiana women's basketball has really been on an uprise, have gotten behind the Hoosiers. Terry Morin, Seymour native, has done an outstanding job job despite graduating some really big names from the program the last few years. She's been able to keep the recruits coming, keep the transfer portal rewarding this Indiana women's program, and they've had another great year. Now, the mark on them They've struggled with the best of the best. They've struggled with Iowa. They struggled with Stanford. They didn't just lose to those teams. They got handled pretty good. And that's kind of what's odd. This Indiana team never really slips up and loses a game, you know, two, three, four, five, ten points. When they get beat, they get blown away. And last night, they lost to Illinois. 86-66 was the final score, only their fourth loss of the season. And I don't keep up with the women as far as the, the bracketology. I guess we, 
probably need to start doing that because Indiana's women should have a reasonable seed. But apparently last night's loss at Illinois, by the way, uh, could put the opportunity for this women's team to host games in Assembly Hall in March on the line. Uh, There's a big home court advantage in the women's version of the NCAA tournament. IU has had the opportunity to host the last number of years, and they have had outstanding crowds turn out for those games at Assembly Hall, which have been big booms for uh, this Indiana women's program to help them get a little boost in the NCAA tournament. So that could be on the line. I don't know enough to say for sure off the table, but uh, that last night's loss puts that into some contention, it seems like. So just surprising to see Indiana and the women. You know, it's one thing to go on the road in the Big Ten Conference. We talk men's, women's, how tough uh, it is to play on the road, how great the home court advantage is in this conference. But it's just kind of strange to see them go on the road to an Illinois team that's solid and not just lose, but lose by a 86-66 margin. So that was a little surprising to see that. Uh, Focuses on Indiana, obviously, Uh, By the way, the Indiana women are going to wear those Fear of God alternate. I think they've got a black one they're going to wear against Iowa. So don't forget the IU women still have a regular season game coming up against Caitlin Clark and Iowa, which is a home game for Indiana. And then, of course, the Big Ten Conference Tournament still ahead for them. But uh, going to be interesting to see how they fare against Iowa, and we'll see how they finish up the regular season. Uh, they should be in contention for a Big Ten Tournament Championship. Uh, but can anybody beat Iowa? That's the question. Caitlin Clark has had an unbelievable season. Uh, individually. She's led Iowa to some great marks this year. And as uh, we head into March, this Iowa team, and I can tell you, I said this last week, uh, television people, advertisers, they're all hoping that Caitlin Clark and Iowa can have a heck of a run into the NCAA tournament because she is the talk of the town when it comes to women's basketball and really college basketball. She's been one of the key players across genders this year. She is really good and a special player and just unbelievable. Some of the shots she shoots on a regular basis and makes on a regular basis. It's, it's just unbelievable. A couple other things to mention. Uh, Lanesville headed into a state championship matchup on s- Saturday at Gainbridge Fieldhouse in downtown Indianapolis. I always struggle with the name of the Fieldhouse. It's changed so many times here in recent years. But I was looking at the state tournament pairings for Saturday on the girls' side, and it's always interesting to see the teams from the south and uh, how close they are to us. Of course, Lanesville in uh, Harrison County, just one county over to our west, 28-1 this season. They're going to take on a good Marquette Catholic team who's 24-4, and but I would not bet against the Eagles. They are really good, really special this year. Outside of Lanesville, the next closest team playing for a girls' state championship this weekend in Class 2A would be Brownstown. And they're not a surprise to get there, but uh, they've had some big wins in the postseason to make this possible. Uh, Brownstown 21-8 and on the season. They will take on a Fort Wayne Bishop Lures team that is 19-6. So two teams with some losses, 14 between the two teams in the 2A state championship game. That's a 1245 expected tip uh, Saturday in Indianapolis. Other than 
than that, uh, Gibson Southern, they're in the 3A game. They take on Norwell. And then in the 4A game, this happens so much, the South team is Lawrence Central, which is Lawrence Township just on the outskirts of Indianapolis. So there's not much South to Lawrence Central who comes through the southern side of the bracket. They'll take on Lake Central. Uh, Lawrence Central, by the way, the big favorite in the 4A state championship game. But I think Lanesville will win 1A. It looks like Brownstown has at least a fighting chance in 2A. The 3A game between Gibson Southern and Norwell, both teams have four losses. So I, I, I don't know much about either of those teams. Should be a toss-up. And then Lawrence Central, if you want to count them from the South, as the South team. Uh, they should be the winner in the 4A game. So I do think the South has an opportunity to rack up some wins in Indianapolis on Saturday. Obviously, the boys' season, regular season games, uh, you pick the night. There's some decent games this week. New Albany goes to Brownstown tonight in a makeup game. New Albany hosts Bedford North Lawrence on Wednesday night. I did see that the Jeff Central game, Louisville Central, was a late add to replace the Ballard game, which Ballard dropped out of that one. Uh, that game has now been canceled due to a conflict for Central. So Jeffersonville has really struggled to find some opponents this year with Louisville teams dropping on them and really more so has struggled to find some home games this year because of these uh, uh, these cancellations and really not a lot of home games on the schedule going into the regular season. But uh, definitely a tough deal for Jeff. But there are some games throughout the week. There are some games on Friday evening, and then that's a wrap on the boys' regular season for most teams in this area as everybody will get ready for next week and the start of the state tournament with sectional action at most of the local sectionals scheduled to begin on Tuesday. That's a look at our headlines here on this Tuesday edition of the program. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Love to hear from you. Questions, comments, thoughts on Indiana, Local sports, are you excited about the upcoming sectional tournaments? Can the Lanesville girls win it this weekend? Your thoughts matter. 502-414-1450. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. We'll get into Xavier Johnson, Indiana, Nebraska. We'll get into the IU women and a lot more. Stay with us here on this Tuesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Tuesday edition of the show. Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. One of the things in the inbox this morning is the TBT, the basketball tournament, 64-team tournament, $1 million goes to the winner that's really gained some steam in the offseason of college and pro basketball. It was announced earlier today is going to return to Freedom Hall in Louisville, which will host one of its regionals here in July of 2024. So it looks like the Louisville alumni group is back together. They're going to put a team together 
and it is expected that there's going to be a Kentucky alumni team uh, that's going to host another regional in Rupp Arena. And so now the pressure is on Indiana and some of these other Midwestern and Big Ten programs to see if they'll enter this million-dollar tournament. doesn't have to be alumni teams, but uh, those kind of make sense for this. Uh, and I've also heard rumors of a Bellarmine team, uh, including some of the national championship guys from a number of years ago. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier, he's with us Tuesdays as we talk all things IU basketball. Mike, I tell you what, lots of negative fallout from the game on Sunday. I'm not sure what was worse, the court, uh, the performance on the court or the fans' reaction to the Adidas slash Fear of God designer uniforms? Yeah, that, that's a, a great question. I'm not sure which one's worse either. Um, you know, I, I wrote before the game that, that if Indiana had won, uh, I think the fans would have quickly learned to appreciate those uniforms a little bit more, but the combination of, of both things uh, was not was not positive at all. Um, I thought it was interesting last night on, on his radio show, uh, both Mike Woodson and Stephen Harper, the deputy AD at Indiana, both said, you know, this is kind of something that comes from the contract with Adidas. At least that was kind of what the implication was with the, with the words that they chose and that, uh, it's just kind of something you have to deal with with a uh, contract with a, a major shoe company, or at least that's you know something you have to consider when you're negotiating a, a contract. So, kind of sounds like one of those things that you know Adidas pushed onto Indiana. Um, obviously, just not popular at all, given the you know most fans' appreciation for the, the traditional look, and then the, you know the performance on the court of IU this season just kind of it all just kind of came to fruition in a very un unfavorable way on Sunday. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with me. And listening to the uh, representative, his name escapes me, Stephen Harper, I think, from the IU uh, Athletics Office last night on Coach Woodson's show. Um, you know, he. it's important to remember this. I didn't like the look of the uniforms either, but I'm also not a college or high school student. This fear of God designer is popular. Obviously, they partnered with Adidas. And uh, Harper mentioned last night that, you know, the players like them and a lot of the recruits that might come to Indiana for visits, that's some of the clothing that they wear or the style that they're after. So as you modernize or think about how to attract players into your program, uh, sometimes you got to bite the bullet. And this is something that might be appealing to others that are considering Indiana, even though it seems like such a small component of things, it could be a difference maker. There's no doubt you're playing to a different audience than just entirely the, the old timers like me and, uh, you know, people that really put, place a lot of value on, on tradition. Um, I think there's a, you know, if you, if you talk to high school, college age kids, um, they, they don't have that same appreciation for the tr- tradition and they, they do have an appreciation. At least some people do. Everybody's different, but some people have an appreciation for, you know, fashion and brands and, Know, stuff like stuff like that makes a difference to them, and obviously Indiana is trying to appeal to college age kids, specifically college basketball players. So, so that matters too. I, I feel like there's a balance in there somewhere. I, I don't think it makes sense to get all worked up about you know changing up the uniforms for one game, and I think most people probably don't. I think where it got a little bit interesting for a lot of people was just the particular, you know, choice, you know, with a, a dark color and, you know, at least in the minds of many, it, the design left a lot to be desired. So I think there was a lot of elements going on, but I think it's one of those things where 
if you're winning, uh, a lot of this stuff, you know, people just look the other way. Yeah, good point. Mike Schumann, The Daily Hoosier. You can read his work at thedailyhoosier.com. You can follow him at daily underscore Hoosier on social media. Great follow when it comes to IU basketball and football. Xavier Johnson, that was the big subject of Coach Woodson's show last night. He said that he hoped he would be back in the next week or two. Sounds like Xavier will be back, but there definitely does not seem to be any specific timeline on how quickly he'll be back. Yeah, uh, you know, my guess would be maybe for the Wisconsin game here in a week uh, might be the soonest. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it's clear. It's just going to be, you know, how, how well his elbow responds and, and how ready he is. So it's such an interesting dynamic at this point where you're, you've kind of played yourself out of the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, is in his final games uh, of his college career. You've got other guys like Gabe Cups, uh, Trey Galloway, CJ Gunn, who are you know, trying to develop and improve for next year. So how exactly, you know, Mike Woodson goes about and handles the return of Xavier Johnson, given kind of where the team is at this point is in and of itself interesting. Although there is always the element for the, the true believers out there that, you know, there's the, the big 10 tournament. If you can get, X back for a couple games here, kind of build a little bit of momentum going into the Big Ten tournament, maybe, maybe make a run at that point. I mean, at this point, that that sounds like uh, a, a, a dream scenario. It doesn't sound realistic at all, but um, you know, it, it will be interesting to see how Woodson handles that part of it. Yeah, and I, I've got to wonder, and I'm sure a lot of fans have the same question. Obviously, you want the best for Xavier Johnson, uh, who's stuck with it at Indiana through the good and the bad. He sure had the injury bug. There's no question about that. But you do wonder, based on what we have seen from Xavier this season in his healthy moments, how big of a help would he be to things regardless? Yeah, that, that's the other part of it. I mean, he's but by his own actions, you know, with flagrant fouls, he, he's at times been a, more of a hindrance than a help. And then obviously there's just the whole aspect of him trying to come back from injury and get his rhythm and timing and, you know, all the, the strengths of his game back going and working for him. Um, that's been a struggle at times. But then there's also been games like, you know, at Illinois, the home game against Ohio State, where, where he was really, you know, a major factor in Indiana, you know, beating Ohio State and being in contention to win at Illinois. So, you know, you see that potential. We've seen it really the entire time he's been in Bloomington. Just kind of, he's had great moments and he's had head scratching moments. And, you know, at this point, it would be kind of silly to expect it to go any other way than to think we're going to see a little bit of both of that down the stretch here. But there's no denying his potential. So, you know, if nothing else, it'll be a storyline to follow to, to see how he does in, in the final phase of his career here. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Mike, let's talk about Wednesday's game for Indiana, another home opportunity, but it's Nebraska. They've had a really good season in the Big Ten, have been, I think, one of the surprises in the conference this year. It's a game you'd like to think Indiana has a chance to win at home, but again, see Sunday, see Northwestern without Ty Berry, their starting point guard. The Hoosiers could not find a way to get it done there. I don't think that many people have confidence they will on Wednesday night. We're just to that point of the year. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. I mean, w one thing we've all learned here of late is that, you know, Northwestern is not 
the, the Northwestern we kind of grew up with, and, and Nebraska's the same way this year. I I think Fred Hoiberg has just done a tremendous job over the last couple of years, kind of just reshaping that program. I mean, if if you, people remember when, when he took over the first few years, they were you know absolute run and gun, like the fastest uh, offense in the country just about every year. He had to dip into the transfer portal heavily every year. It was almost an entirely new team. Uh, they still play fast. They still emphasize shooting the basketball, but they're a much better defensive team than what they've been in the past, uh, and they've got some continuity on the roster uh, that they, they didn't have before. So, uh, you know, I think there was a point there where Nebraska was probably pretty darn close to, to making a change there with, with Hoiberg and, and they, they have benefited a great deal by by sticking with them. So, um, you know, the, the interesting thing about them is, as I look at their profile, that they, they've lost um, eight in a row on the road, which is not too dissimilar to Northwestern. Northwestern was not a good road team either. So I, I'm not saying this to, to give Indiana fans hope that, that you know, that they should expect a win over Nebraska, especially after what happened in Lincoln a month ago, but, but they are a completely different team home and away. They, they've won, you know, double digit home games in a row and lost those eight away games in a row. So this is a team that struggles. Um, the opportunity is, is there once again for Indiana, but you know, we've, we've just not seen them put together a complete game and be able to capitalize on, on these sort of scenarios. Mike, I know we don't want to speculate too much on coaching uh, situations while we're in the middle of the season. I think the general thought is everybody expects Mike Woodson to be back for another season next year. But if this Indiana team can't record another win or doesn't record another win or there is some continuing fallout that advances even to a worse point than what it is now, do you think that there's the chance of a change or is another year for Mike Woodson in your estimation locked in at this point? I, I can't say with any degree of confidence, just purely my opinion. And I wrote this after they lost at home to Penn state a couple of weeks ago. Like if you, if you just look at the completely lose out scenario and they, they didn't do that. They, they turned around the next game and beat Ohio state on the road. Um, but even from this point forward, losing out, I mean, you're, you're talking about what would it be a 14 and 17 season, uh, six and fourteen in the Big Ten. I mean, I, I don't know how much tolerance there is from boosters, fan base, even the administration for that kind of season, and what what that means. I mean, that basically means you you kind of just mailed it in down down the stretch. So I wouldn't a hundred percent say that it's out of the question if if the if there's just a toxic situation down the stretch and you're talking about reshaping your, your roster anyway. Um, you never know. I mean, some of it could come from, from Mike Woodson himself who, who just would decide on his own that, you know, this, you know, I, I'm not getting the job done. This isn't the best situation for my alma mater. Um, that that could be a scenario as well. Although he was asked today, if people haven't heard it already, we, we talked to him on zoom earlier this morning and he said that, you know, at 66, he feels good. He's not planning on going anywhere. So it doesn't sound like he's of the mind, at least at this point, that he's going to be the one that decides that it's it's time to step away. So, um, you know, to, to summarize all that, I don't think we'll see a change, but I can't sit here and tell you that I think it's not possible either. 
Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier on IU Basketball. Mike, before we switch to the women's team here for a moment, I do want to talk a little bit about the Big Ten Conference as a whole. Um, I don't have the standings in front of me or the records in front of me, but in, uh, Purdue is in the driver's seat to a, a clear conference championship this year. Is that correct? I mean, they're they're in the loss column. They're just a game up on Illinois, and they, they play each other. Uh, so Illinois is at least, you know, somewhat in control of their own destiny in terms of of being able to at least tie Purdue after that shocking loss by Purdue at Ohio State. I, I mean, I don't think there's anyone who follows college basketball who could have predicted that outcome, you know, with how dominant Purdue has been of late. I think they had won nine in a row, maybe ten in a row, and Ohio State coming off, you know, directly coming off a, a coaching change, which typically, you know, kind of just – ends the season at this point because everybody, especially in the portal areas, starts looking for their next step. And, uh, you know, kudos to, to Jake Diebler for, you know, rallying his team to, uh, and securing that win over Purdue, which which did, you know, as I said, kind of put the conference back in play where it looked like Purdue was going to pull away. And the, the interesting thing about Purdue, as you look at their schedule, that they finished their last three games with Michigan State, Illinois, and Wisconsin, two or three at home. But the the, the game against Illinois is at Champaign, so that you know, if Illinois can keep winning down the stretch here, that that will shape up to be a a very significant game in early March. Mike, when we think about the NCAA tournament from a Big Ten perspective. I think Purdue's going to be a one seed. I think this may be their year to at least get to the final four. But outside of Purdue, who else from the Big Ten Conference do you think could be a threat when March Madness comes? Could this be a good year, a mediocre year, a bad year for the conference in March? The Big Ten has not always uh, had great marches here the last number of seasons. Yeah, I mean, I I think it runs counter to Indiana fans' instincts, but if if you like to root for the conference and would like to see success in, in the NCAA tournament, I think you got to pin your hopes on on Purdue. Unfortunately, um, but they've obviously not been the uh, poster child for success in the NCAA tournament. And that that game against Ohio State really left me wondering kind of where they're at in terms of their ability to make a run in, in March. Um, you know, Zach Eady having. Uh, six turnovers in in the post and, and just seven field goals. That that was what really stood out to me. So, um, but but if you if you ask me which team from the Big Ten is most likely to reach the Final Four, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. With Illinois being a a, a second place in that scenario, I, I don't see anyone else that you know will probably make it into the the, the second week of the tournament. Just the way that they're playing so inconsistently. I would have said Wisconsin a couple of weeks ago, but they've really taken a dive and don't look like they can, you know, put together any kind of run. So, um, you know, it's it's clearly a down year for the Big Ten. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So maybe the whole thing runs counter to what we've grown accustomed to, where, where they've had several good teams in the tournament and everybody underperform. Maybe this year a couple of teams will will outperform expectations. I, I just don't know, but I, I just don't see. A, a lot of promise beyond Purdue if you're, if you're talking about a Final Four run. 
Yep, I agree with you, Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Let's flip to the IU women's team for just a moment. Uh, a, a bad loss last night on the road uh, at Illinois and a loss that I think is concerning from an NCAA tournament perspective. Not that the women aren't going to get in the tournament, but they want to host. That's a huge advantage in the postseason, uh, something unique to the women's uh, version of the NCAA March Madness tournament. So that was a key loss last night, Mike. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. They're right on that line. You have to be one of the top four seeds to host. They're kind of hovering in that four or five range. Um, it looks like, at least based on the people that do bracketology for the women, that, that they've kind of maybe dropped off. But, but they've also got coming up a, a, an opportunity to jump right back into, um, you know, clearly what would be a, a, at least a four seed if they were able to beat Iowa on thir- Thursday evening. That, that's going to be a massive game. Oh, by the way, Indiana fans are going to get to see those uniforms you hated uh, once again on Thursday evening uh, when, when the women wear them. Uh, strangely enough, it, when the crowd will be doing a whiteout, the, the women will be wearing black uniforms. I, I don't know how that works, but uh, that's the scenario. But if they can win that game, uh, they'll, they'll be right back into a host scenario. And I think that's probably the the last game that you look out for the, the rest of their season and think that they're in jeopardy of losing. So uh, at least going into the Big Ten tournament, and there will be other opportunities in the Big Ten tournament to enhance their position to um, host for the NCAA. But, yeah, I think that's critical. I mean, you know, look, last, last year they were a number one seed and hosted and lost at home. So it's not always – the answer and they've had success on the road in the uh, NCAA under Terry Moore. And so um, you, know, you never know, but absolutely all things being equal, you want a chance to host those first two rounds. Yeah, no question. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier with us on Tuesdays. Mike, I know you're in the Indianapolis area. Did you partake in any of the all-star weekend activities uh, over the big celebration of basketball? No, I, I really didn't. I, I partook in my children's fifth and sixth grade basketball, which <laughs> takes up most of my free time when I'm not doing IU stuff. So um, the, the All-Star Weekend was just something we had on in the TV in the background, um, but, but weren't able to really partake too much in it. understand. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Mike, thank you. We'll catch up with you again next Tuesday. Okay, Matt. Look forward to it. We're always talking about name, image, and likeness here on the program. It's just a phenomenon that's become such a huge part of college basketball, college football, and and really college sports as a whole. I saw today Hoosiers Connect, one of the NIL uh, collectives that benefits IU Athletic. Uh, They have partnered with Starlight Distillery right here locally in Starlight, Indiana, to create an official Hoosiers Connect Vodka, and 25% of the sales will benefit NIL opportunities for student-athletes. So uh, it's got a neat label on it, the Starlight Distillery logo, officials Hoosiers Connect Vodka. Uh, So if you're into that sort of thing, there you go. There's a way to get some booze and support IU Athletics. But uh, NIL, it's a monster. It's unbelievable, all the different gimmicks and things and products and ways that uh, folks are coming up for student-athletes to make money at at the college level. So uh, that's one that has a little bit of a local connection. There's a lot of these things. Things that fly around all the time, but with Starlight being close, I wanted to mention that, uh, obviously, a local connection.
donation through the NIL offerings now that can benefit IU student-athletes. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with some other headlines, and we'll wrap up this Tuesday's show right here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. who got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back on this Tuesday program final segment. Don't forget, if you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you'll find us basically uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. couple things I wanted to use to close out the program. First and foremost, Mike Woodson had a media availability a little bit earlier today uh, via Zoom, and here's a quote from him. He was asked about his coaching future today. He said, quote, I came back to put this team in the best position possible, and I'm going to continue to do that. I'm almost 66, but I feel good. I still move around, and I still think well in terms of the game, and I still think I can teach the game. There are coaches coaching into their 70s. I don't know if that's something I'll do, but at this point, I'll take it day at a time or year at a time, but I'm not going anywhere anytime soon, guys. I'm just not. I'm going to continue to build this team and try to put this team in the best position possible and see where it leads us. So Mike Woodson, at least his vote is he's not going anywhere at the end of this season. And that doesn't sound like a guy that has plans to leave after the next season as well. So we'll be interesting to see what happens and how this plays out. The good news, no matter how bleak it looks right now, the transfer portal and recruiting can change things overnight. Liam McNeely is coming to Bloomington. There's a lot of people that think Indiana will still land or has an opportunity to land. Derek Queen, uh, Liam McNeely's teammate at Montverde, whenever he makes his decision. And we all know the transfer portal and how quickly it can make a team look entirely different from one season to the next. And I think at this point, that is what everybody is counting on for next season and for the future. Also, NIT bracketology. If you're not going to make the NCAA tournament, are you going to play in the NIT? Well, Indiana, until last week, was still an NIT team, according to NITbracketology.com, a website that, that kind of keeps up with this stuff. But I noticed when they updated their bracketology yesterday, February 19th, on President's Day, that Indiana dropped out of their NIT bracketology after the loss to Northwestern over the weekend. So obviously there's still a lot of ball left to be played in terms of you know teams figuring out NCAA status, and I don't think Indiana's going to be there, but NIT status as well. There's a lot of things that can happen with the automatic qualifiers and things that can take up spots that maybe you're not expecting. But Indiana, they've got some work to do just to be an NIT team if they're going to try to play some postseason basketball. So uh, not a good situation when you're not even in the NIT bracketology as a team outside of the NCAA tournament looking in. Speaking of the NCAA tournament, I saw CBS Sports earlier today 
a look at their bracketology and their top seeds with some explanation on the net ratings tool that the NCAA uses now instead of the RPIs. But as far as number one seeds go, they've got UConn in the east, Purdue in the midwest, Houston in the south, and Arizona in the west. Of course, UConn at this time being the number one overall seed. Number two seeds, Tennessee, North Carolina, Marquette, and Kansas is how things play out. Uh, in the latest CBS Sports Bracketology. So we're getting to that time of year. It's almost March Madness. It's going to be a lot of fun. And again, some of the locals not being competitive or in the field will take away from some of the locality of it. But it's still going to be a great four or five weeks of basketball from the start of conference tournaments to, to the Final Four to the National Championship game. And for me, the conference tournaments are one of the best weeks because you know what's ahead. You know all the great basketball coming up and the conference tournaments can be a lot of fun as well. So uh, that's a look at things from an IU perspective in the postseason. Not a lot of hope right now for NCAA tournament. That seems to be way gone. Uh, and even the NIT could be tough for this team unless they really are able to rack up some wins down the stretch. Have a great Tuesday. Don't forget we have IU Nebraska coming up on Wednesday night here on the Big X. I'll be back with you tomorrow at 11 to preview that game and get you all set for Indiana's next contest. Be with you the rest of the week. We have some high school basketball coming up on Friday night as well. And then next week, uh, we'll have a busy week. We'll have to jump around to some of our sister stations to make it all happen, but we will have uh, all the games from the 4A Seymour sectional now that those pairings are set and out as of Sunday night, and we'll follow the local teams uh, all week next week in the 4A sectional up at Seymour. Have a great Tuesday. I'll be back with you Wednesday at 11 a.m. right here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. 